0: The Florida Panthers, after dropping Game 1 of this best-of-seven series against the Washington Capitals, come out strong in Game 2 against the Washington Capitals, where they have a 5-1 victory to tie the series at 1, where the Florida Panthers are now headed to Washington for their Saturday matinee in Washington. On today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, Nick Fairbanks will be joining me to discuss this 5-1 Florida Panthers win over the Washington Capitals.
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And welcome to this Friday, May 6th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also follow the national show Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. They'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. Florida Panther fans, do it with me. On the count of three, exhale, one, two, three. (sighs) The Florida Panthers tied the series at one. Didn't have the best showing in game two, in game one, excuse me. Come out a little nervous as what Andrew Burnett spoke about in the post-game media availability, but still the Panthers found the way. They found a way to create turnovers they found a way to use their speed to their advantage in game two doing what they do best uh in this one and something that we've seen throughout the regular season that led them to 58 wins we saw the florida panthers team that we were very familiar with but let me bring in my guest to the show uh nick fairbanks of pantherparkway.com uh on this postseason fairbanks friday edition of the show nick welcome back to the show and i gotta ask you uh, how are you feeling what what's the what's the wellness check uh on on nick fair on nick fairbanks here
1: hey armando uh great to be on again for fairbanks friday and another victory friday uh be it that um pulse check well anton lindell scored so i'm very happy uh the fan club is still going strong over here so um no, just very relieved to see the Panthers put together uh, what I would say is a complete game, uh, full 16 minutes of a playoff game where, um, you know, you saw them basically take some punches in the mouth and then be able to battle back and then uh, turn the uh, game in their favor. So very good to see that they are able to do that.
0: Yeah, and spoke about it yesterday about how there's an optional practice with this team. A lot of the fan base was just, freaking out, including someone in our chat, which I won't say by name of how, how they were feeling is like, they should be back on the ice. It's like, listen, Aaron, Aaron and I even spoke about it yesterday that this team doesn't need to get on the ice in order to be motivated in between, in between games. Of course, 58 wins that led them to, to where they are being the presence trophy winner home ice advantage all throughout the postseason, And they, it, the result that we saw tonight spoke for itself.
1: 100%. And, you know, there, there's different ways to go about how you prepare for a game. Um, You know, Burnett said it, you know, the best, you know, in the first game that they had a lot of jitters and everything. And instead of, I guess, you know, doubling down on, you know, that type of feeling, or I guess bringing those feelings back for the second game, you know, maybe, you know, the team just needed to take a day and like kind of cool off from all that, and you know, just kind of take it easy. Um, you know, you had some players that decided to take a, a part of the optional skate, which was good to see, like Noel Achari, uh, Marchment was a part of that as well. But then you have the other guys that, you know, decided to take it a little bit easy and, you know, they decided to play soccer on the parking lot and things like that. So, um, There's multiple ways to win. There's multiple strategies that, you know, teams can take on. And I think the coaching staff has a pretty good idea of what's best for their team and what's best for their players. And it seems like Andrew Burnett definitely has his uh, finger on the pulse for this one. So uh, no issues at all with, um, you know, taking the day off or, you know, taking it easy. Um, Nothing to stress.
0: Absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about this. Um, Andrew Burnett, going to repeat myself, he said that the team was a little nervous coming out. I mean, it showed. The Washington Capitals had a three-on-one chance early. Florida was able to break it up. Uh, Bob played the puck early as well and almost caused uh-huh. a turnover to the other end. But Sergey Bobrovsky, I mean, 60, 60 of 64 in the in the first two games of the series. He's been uh, great. And they even had a power play um, early on. Nick Nicholas Backstrom hooks Jonathan Huberto, and they don't even get a single shot on goal throughout that power play. Barkov had a chance, but he flat out missed the net. And mm-hmm. T.J. Oshie had a shorty chance going the other way. Gudis was losing the puck a little bit early on and it it looked like that it could have possibly been a repeat of game one but man but we've also seen how first period it's it's a consistent theme but I of course you rather them be slow in the first period versus the third period period of course that's what that's their money that's been their money period all season but Mm -hmm. just continuing to just kind of pace themselves a little bit that's kind of how i see it that they're like kind of pacing themselves not exerting too much of their energy and and that's kind of like how i see their slow start before getting those two goals and never looking back after that
1: yeah and i I think the biggest thing we can take away from this is that bobrovsky is ready and he has been ready and it's something that we alluded to in the uh the uh, round table that we had earlier this week that, you know, you and I thought that Bobrovsky is ready. And I think he's proven it. Um, He's come up big. I I think he's made some saves that he probably had no business making. And um, he made a couple of uh, saves on uh, Ovechkin tonight that I think really kind of helped turn the tide of the game. But, um, you know, I think this Panthers team still lacks a lot of, you know, um, experience. So, um, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to have this team have those jitters and really, you know, not come out with all that energy. I think in a way that maybe being overly energized could lead to some bad decisions or overthinking. Um, you know, you said that Gutis was fumbling the puck a lot, and then you had the that almost gave away a goal and everything. And I think once they were able to get through that first initial storm of the capitals and everything, I think they were able to settle down. Uh, they were able to create turnovers and play the capitals game, uh, and score two goals off of that. And then from there, the Capitals had to play the Panthers game because they had to open up a little bit through the neutral zone. So that was a very encouraging thing to see. And if Florida can do that and they can just weather the storm for, through the first five to 10 minutes of the first period that they're going to have the series. And it's very encouraging to see that they matured in that level or made, they made the adjustments that they needed to from game one to game two.
0: Yeah. And, Aaron spoke about it how that in between those games they were probably watching tape from game one to make those adjustments too, so that's what that's what I kind of think of it as when it when it comes to that and Sergey Bobrovsky once again I mean two of those two of the four goals that he gave up in games one and two both of them were on the power play sure the sharp angle uh, shot by Nicholas Backstrom not the best angles one he wanted would want back but uh-huh. you're gonna get you're gonna get one of those bob goals that you uh that he he gives up that you kind of raise an eyebrow a little bit but that was the only one and and Mm -hmm. we can we can live with that that's the that's the weird thing about that at at least early on of of course our opinions can change um throughout the later stages of the postseason but gives up gives up gives up what you call a bob goal and uh the florida panthers they they were having a hard time pro- protecting the puck in front of them. But, man, you also got to give uh, the Panthers. Uh, there was one shot that could have been in. Bobrovsky was uh-huh. uh, was on his back. I-, I forget who was sliding over the crease. And then I believe it was Ben Sherratt who cleared it uh, on on the penalty kill. I, th- I believe it was during Mason Marksman's double minor, too. Yes. and And just the fact that they were able to clear the puck as well. That's the most encur- That's a very encouraging part of what this Panthers team does in front of them. Of course, the start wasn't ideal, but as the game went along, they were able to clear the pucks when they needed to.
1: Definitely, and the specific play you're talking about is the one that Obechkin got the uh... – High uh, from the slot, slap shot off that, but got a good chunk of and everything. He just couldn't corral it and it got behind him. And luckily enough, you know, he was, you know, smart enough or he, you know, instinctively went down onto his back with his arms to kind of block off the goal. And, um, you know, I, I think it, I forget who it was, it was this Johansson that was there. Um, you know, Correct. waiting to you know clean that up, and charat was right there just to, I guess, you know, dump the puck down. So, um, very good to see that the team was there to defend Bob. Uh, there was a couple of times the Capitals tried to run him, or at least tried to you know show him like, hey, we're not afraid of you, or that we're trying to get in your head. And it looks like the team definitely wanted to battle for him and actually give him, um, uh, you know, the support that he needed. Because let's face it, um, you know, I wasn't on for the first game, he didn't get a lot of support in the first game,
0: absolutely. And, uh,
1: and he he definitely got it tonight, and if that's what we can expect from the Panthers going forward, Bob is going to be dangerous.
0: Absolutely, and the superstars came to play too. Um yep. The ten we we just went a few a few minutes talking about the ten million dollar man, but Ekblad uh, at sixteen twenty he gets the he gets the first goal of the game redirected. I thought it was deflected off of Duclair at first, but uh, mm-hmm. but a replay shows that it it was uh, redirected um, somewhere else, but. Ekblad getting a getting a goal, and then that backhand pass from Hubri to Barkov, just incredible what those two continue to do, and just continuing to kind of, even though there wasn't really, there wasn't a, a, an injury that caused the lines to shift, there were the Brunette, Andrew Brunette was still finding ways to shift the lines a little bit. Claude Giroux was also on the third line in Morning Skate, but quickly, that third line went back together, so maybe kind of trying to play a little uh, of gainsmanship as well with the other with the with the other coaching staff with Peter LaViolette's staff but kind of uh, mixing and matching a little bit seeing what they they got and parkoff and Huberto for a good majority of this game were were together and of course they convert on a goal
1: Yeah, and I think the thing that from game one to game two is that Barkov and Uberto did not have enough time to, uh, I guess, settle the puck or have possession time with the puck. Uh, And when they did have the puck, they were passing it really quickly. Um, The play that Uberto got and created was that 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 is the Uberto that Panther fans know. He he made one move and he was already past the defender, and you just saw Barkov go right to the net, and you just you knew what was coming. But, you, you know, it's just – it was beautiful to watch. Um, I don't know if I can describe it any better. But I think the fact is is that that was the second goal of the game. That's really what started kind of opening things up, and that's what allowed Uberto to have the time and the, the composure to make the play that he did. And, you know, from there, you know, you had Marchman come back down on that big third goal that he's – that we'll talk about later that was crucial as well. Um, and from there, the Panthers kind of, you know, just – Kept their
0: foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, and even though the Florida Panthers, they, uh, Mason Marchment specifically, uh, he they got into his head a little bit in games one and two. No harm, no foul with the double minor of the Panthers um, that the Capitals did not convert, but also the Florida Panthers got in the head of Hathaway uh, in in this one. He got a 10-minute misconduct in that one, and it was starting early with that four-on-four uh, mm-hmm. with, Gouda, with with Radical Gutis as well. So we're going to talk more about that. We're going to talk more about uh, Mason Marchman, and how he's been able to uh, make up for some of the lack of composure that he's had in so far in, this, in these first two games of this seven-game series. But first, we're going to talk to you all about Belt Bar. And summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Boat bars are the perfect snack to take you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpack. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about boat bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With boat bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. All boat bars and puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with boat bar, you can eat healthy and actually. Enjoy it. Have you tried the built puffs yet? We are crazy about the puffs, they come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar like a churro and they're only 140 calories? Sign me up. Go to built.com and use promo code lock15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code lock15 for 15% off at built.com. Second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Nick Fairbanks here from PantherParkway.com to discuss this five to one victory over the Washington Capitals. Now they head to Washington, and I had a, I had an opportunity to ask Alexander Barkov after the game that the Panthers after they could have easily easily taken their foot off the gas pedal with the score being five to one after two, and 17 to 3 shot on goal differential in the third Uh, period they got to be they got to be feeling really good and just it it kind of told me that they kind of sent a message to washington saying yeah you beat us you beat us on our home ice but despite this lead we're going to show we're going to show you that we are coming anton lindell even said after the game he used the slogan time to hunt for for the panthers your your boy (laughs) <laughs> Anton Lindell. Uh, how, how are you, how are you feeling all about that third period?
1: Um, so I, I think I put it in the chat. Um, I think I prefaced the third period to be like, Hey guys, I hope you guys are ready for a boring third period. And uh, it was anything, but um, just cause usually uh, teams like to lock down and kind of get out of there, you know, just make sure nothing happens and they play defensively sound, but um, that was not, that was not boring at all. I mean, they were hitting everybody they could. Um, they were putting on shots, and uh, I thought Samsonov uh, played very well. And now uh, Washington has a huge question uh, on their hands if, you know, who they're going to play in the third uh, in the third game uh, on uh, Saturday. And, you know, I think you and I talked about this, um, you know, a couple of episodes, but the fact that the Florida Panthers haven't had a change of goalies through two playoff games is very telling and that Washington has had to. Usually when a team has to change goaltenders, it doesn't bode well for the rest of the series. So um, the fact that the Panthers were able to kind of keep their foot on the gas pedal, as you say, really did send a message. And it would be very interesting to see how Washington comes out. Number one, like what kind of structure they're going to play, if they're going to continue to play their trap. And secondly, who's going to be in goal?
0: That's a good question. And thankfully for us covering this team and being fans of this team as well, um, there, there isn't that question because the revolving door of those, the three goalies last year was just absolute disaster, and g- got to stick to, to one. And of course, the performance of the, of the guy of the goaltenders, uh, kind of forced Joel Quinville's hand at the, at the time. But uh, great, great, great performance by the Panthers in that third period. Just a lot of, lot of confidence. I felt, I felt confident going into this game. I, I was thinking they're gonna win. They're gonna win. They're gonna find a way. Presidents Trophy winner, 58 wins, all, all that stuff. I was. Uh, no way! In, no way! In hell did I think that the the, the the Panthers were down by any stretch. I mean, anyone anyone listening to this and anyone on the podcast can go after the first two games and see, and it's it's very consistent with that. But that second period, uh, with with Hathaway and Gudas getting uh getting into it a little bit, and then Lindell, uh-huh. the the four on three, uh, the the like I said earlier, Backstrom scores on that sharp angle, but short, shortly after shortly after, uh. Mason Marchment, that that touch pass from Brandon Montour. Oh my goodness! Let it, because look at the replay again. Because for er, everyone listening, um, Brandon Montour is right near the the high slot near the top of the circle, and then he's he sees that in his peripherals that he sees that Mason Marchment is going to his right, and then a, a little touch pass, and then Mar- nobody picks up Mason Marchment, and then he just uh, beats uh, Vanacek for that one, and. Listen, Mason Marchmont's at this point, yes, Mason Marchmont's gonna get paid uh likely his last <laughs> season with the Florida Panthers, but though despite some of the frustrations of him might might playing a little over the um past the whistle or behind a play, which was what that roughing and slash was, well, that happened a, a little later but still the the Panthers and Mason Marchmont one, I kinda hope that the team kind of talks to him about not not doing that stuff behind the play. But uh-huh. two, the way this guy grinds out, the chip on his shoulder that he's had in his career to make it up from, from a- AHL ECHL, the solar bears, which is 15 minutes from where, where I live, uh, and making his way all the way up. This this guy had this guy has such an opportunity to be a a possible hero in this for this team. And in, even in this series for, for those, uh, grinded out goals for Mason Marchment.
1: I think he's this year, Sam Bennett in a way, um, you know, he, he would score some big goals, but, um, would be taking some errant penalties that the team didn't need to have. And one thing, um, this will be definitely my opinion on this, but, um, it seems very, it seemed very odd that they called two penalties on him at you know the same juncture. Um, usually they would just call the one for roughing or for slashing or whatever, but it, I don't know. It, it just seemed really weird that they decided to call the slash on them at the, at the end of that. But, you know, I think they were just trying to keep control of the game, but um, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, I think it's playoff hockey. They should be, you know, swallowing their whistles and letting the guys play. But, you know, again, my opinion, uh, he definitely was a difference maker. He was all over the ice. He was getting inside their heads, especially Hathaway. Um, and then on top of that, anytime he went towards the net, uh, he was definitely drawing attention. But going back to his goal, I think it's it's worth saying or worth going back to the whole replay where I think it was Sherratt that ended up hitting one of the player capital players on the boards, creating the puck to come loose, and then Anton Lundell is able to skate it all the way down. Then he makes a drop pass over to Giroux, and then Montour makes a beautiful touch pass over to. Monty. So to me, that was a, you know, coast to coast or everybody got gets to touch of the puck before they score, which is perfection in hockey terms. So um, couldn't have asked anything better. Number one for a response from, you know, the Capitals just scoring, but also having the full complete team from one end of the ice to the other, creating a, an amazing play.
0: Yeah. And you talk about steals, you talk about um, going the other way as well, but also Carter Hagee. As the Capitals were trying to clear the zone, he comes up with that steal right on the blue line, preventing that puck from going out, preventing the Florida Panthers from having to reset, and then Rhino to Lundell, your boy, mm-hmm. tic-tac-toe back and forth, just throwing Vanacek off. Vanacek had no chance on that one. Of course, there were some bad goals that Vanacek gave up, but that one, if you're a Washington Capitals fan, you can't blame Vanacek on that one. Just two, two, two guys, of um, just try fooling the goalie on that one and just finding a finding a way to break this one open uh, that was at 1524 of the of the mm-hmm. second period uh your boy anton Lindell he he we talked a little bit about that in we talked a little bit about it two days ago with Jacob that anton Lindell a little bit of a slow start for game one that third line wasn't the best but man what a response by this third line and they just Mm -hmm. they just got back to playing the hockey that they know that they were in the regular season and they and i feel like the message in the locker room i don't i don't know exactly what it is but i feel like the message which is in the locker room is like listen this is a higher intensity type of game your adrenaline might be going a little bit more than usual but stick to your game and and what you do best and i that I'm, I'm really happy for someone like Anton Lindon. He spoke about spoke about that after, and he was just, like, happy to get it going.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, the third and fourth line were no-shows last game, unfortunately. Let's call it what it is. And, you know, if that was the message, you know, saying, hey, listen, you know, play your game, then it definitely showed uh, in the second game here. The third line was fantastic. If anything, third line was the best line all game. Um, you know you had Marchmont hitting everybody you had uh Reinhard actually trying to dig out uh in the dirty areas and try to win puck battles um and then you had lundell who was trying to facilitate and you know uh, you had carter forheggi that was put on third line uh, for that goal which um or for that fourth goal i'm sorry and <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you don't really get too many of those in the playoffs. It's very interesting to see that a puck turnover like that. And then you have two forwards like below the last defenseman and um, any other year, if that was during a regular season game, I would have said that now that there's no chance that that puck's going in, but with the skill that this team has and the, uh, the camaraderie that that line has um, it was, it was just beautiful to see. So uh, glad to see that the third line responded the way it did. And hopefully hopefully, Going forward, they will be the line that you know is the one that kind of carries the Panthers over the top in this series.
0: You're going to need it in your top nine when when mm-hmm. when when needed, and no, no, like you said, no show in game one, but uh, an improved performance definitely in in game two, and then uh, Carter Hagee and Radko Gudis on on the on the fifth and final final goal, Gudas defensively turning the puck over early on was in a little bit of trouble but offensively he made it up on that stretch pass to Carter Verhage and and just takes it all by himself nails a wrister past uh Vanacek, and just that that was <laughs> that was like <laughs> that was when you knew that the series was uh-huh. going to be tied at 1 that's how you knew that they were heading into heading into the next period just really the third period was all about not getting hurt uh-huh. and nobody getting suspended. And I didn't see a play in this game that was suspension worthy. The closest thing we saw in this series was that possible hit of Sam Bennett on John Carlson in game one. But this time around the Panthers kept their composure. I mean, Hathaway had a 10 minute misconduct towards the end of the game. They were frustrating. I mean, I mean, just in the third period alone, I, I count one, two, like mid um, Two pen, two penalties by by the Capitals, both of them in the third period. And one of them was yeah. a 10-minute misconduct on Hathaway. So Hathaway was one of those guys that the Panthers need to look out for as far as like hard hitting, hard hitting forwards on the on the other side for Washington. I mean, there was no Tom Wilson today for the for the Capitals. That was a guy that was definitely missed. But the fact that again, 17 to 3 as mm-hmm. far as the shot on goal differential, they got in their heads.
1: Oh, yeah, they definitely did. And, uh, you know, it, 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 they played their, the, their own game against them. You know, they, they shut them down. Uh, then what happens is when they were able to get a turnover, they were able to play their transition game like they had been all year. So it was a really beautiful th- uh, thing to see. Um, I know I've said beautiful probably about five or six times, but, you know, what else can you call this game and everything? It's probably one of the better playoff games I've seen from this team in a long time. But um Carter Verhage's goal, um, you know, that's that's the goal scorer's goal right there. I mean, you're just throwing it on net, and unfortunately, Banachek just swift on it. And I, I will say this um he was only responsible for maybe two out of the five goals that were let in um i think the other three were definitely he had no chance on uh i mean he had a lundell goal that uh, no chance he had the bark goal that uberdo made an amazing play on and that he tried to stop but he couldn't and then the Ekblad goal was just a, a lucky bounce and sometimes you know teams need that to you know get going but um you know, he only let he, – he himself was, you know, responsible for two goals. And if you look at that in comparison to what Bobrovsky did, Bobrovsky only gave up one or he made a mistake on one. And if that would have been the game, the Panthers still would have won two to one. So, um, yeah, just overall um, a, a very good, you know, team game. And on top of that, shutting it down in the third period when you can. So hopefully the Panthers are trying to show us as fans that, hey, we can play both ways.
0: Yeah, and speaking of that, the Panthers head to Washington for Game 3, a matinee start on Saturday. So lots of momentum. is Momentum is back on Florida's side despite dropping Game 1, but we're going to talk about how we're feeling about Game th- heading into Game 3. We're going to talk about some of the scores around the league when it comes to the postseason, and we're going to just – the, the, the vibes are good around, around here. We're going to continue to have good vibes around here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Fairbanks Friday. But first, we're going to tell you all about Online, And BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's Run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that online where the game starts. Continuing this Fairbanks Friday edition postseason edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Nick Fairbanks here on this Fairbanks Friday on a five to one Florida Panthers win over the Washington Capitals to tie this series at one. The Florida Panthers are heading to DC tomorrow, more than likely uh, to, or doubt it's over an overnight flight for this team, but the Panthers tied one, one. And I discussed this a little bit yesterday, but Tom Wilson with his in, with his injury, the fact that it was a late game tonight, a travel day, or the capitals might be traveling overnight. Don't know. They have a matinee. Don't know if the capitals are going to get even a practice in and, After missing only playing two minutes, not even close to returning and being out tonight. I have a hard time believing that he's gonna be playing a game three, uh, especially it with it being an early start. And of course, the Florida Panthers took a lot of advantage of it. How, How are you feeling about that?
1: Number one, uh, the fact that he only played uh, a couple shifts or at least a minute in game one and didn't return and then didn't even play in game two, it tells me that his injury is probably a little bit more serious than the Capitals are letting on. I think it would be smart of them to, I guess, draw the Panthers in a little bit with the alluring, like, oh, Tom Wilson might play, uh, but at the same time, you know, they know that he's probably going to be out for a couple games at least. So um, if, if that is the case and the Panthers need to take advantage, um, unfortunately, they weren't able to take advantage of game one, but they definitely did in game two and they need to take advantage of game three, uh, because if he does come back, then that makes their offense more potent. And on top of that, uh, all these little skirmishes that you have after the whistle and everything are about to get a li- little bit more uh, rough. And you don't know uh, if he's going to be out there, you know, possibly. And I, I don't want to say it like this, but head hunting, um, you know, if the, if the game gets out of control or maybe he just wants to change the complexity of the game, and he ties, decides to throw a big hit and kind of changes the Panthers' fortune a little bit. So definitely something that uh, we want to keep an eye on. But, um, you know, like you said, I, I don't think he'll be dressing for game three. If Florida ends up winning game three, then I do see him coming back for game four.
0: Hmm. Definitely. And very important piece for the Washington Capitals, but uh Peter Laviolette is probably not gonna uh make the I- injury excuse for the for the Washington Capitals, just like Florida last year with Air Neckblad out, they didn't make that injury excuse for Air Eckblad uh neither. So scores around the National Hockey League. Let's go over that a little bit. Uh with the Pittsburgh Penguins playing their uh third string uh goalie Louis Domingue, uh the Rangers find a way to even up the series five with a 5-2 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Colorado Avalanche and the National Predators, surprisingly with, uh with their uh, third string goalie, Connor Ingram, who was playing mostly his time in, in Milwaukee that that's tied one, one after, after two surprisingly. So uh, maybe another series that could uh, definitely change a certain direction when on paper, that looks like that. Maybe looks like a sweep uh, that a lot mm-hmm. of people were probably talking about, but uh, the the there, the, I just come to, I just sit back and think about it because when you go so many months of just playing regular season hockey, you have an off season. We sometimes can forget how much different playoff hockey can be, and how. One team can just get the best of another any any given night, and the fact that it's one-one in the in the just heading into the third period, and Nashville even had a chance on the road too, that you got to be feeling good. I don't know. Of course, I don't I don't want to focus too much on box score watching because, of uh-huh. course, we're focusing on this one. But man, that that I, I'm sure. I'm sure with the Nashville Predators, they gotta feel good uh, about about heading into that third period. Like their confidence is like, "Hey, let's steal one."
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they're definitely playing much better, or at least they're sticking to their game plan and their structure uh, compared to game one because they had their doors blown off their barn uh, unfortunately in game one. Um, but it seems like that they're playing uh, at a level that, you know, they're trying to dictate the pace in the game and they understand that they have a third string goalie in there. So they need to cover for him and they need to play well, uh, around him in order to have, uh, time and, uh, success. So, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, it is at the end of the second period and, uh, we'll see what, if, um, you know, they decide to take some chances or if they decide to, you know, stick to their, uh, structure right now and see if, um, you know, Colorado makes a mistake and they could take advantage of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And Dallas is leading uh, Calgary one, nothing after that game finished one, nothing in favor of Calgary. Dallas only got 16 shots on goal in game one versus former Florida Panthers prospect uh, Jacob Markstrom. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Oh, by the way, Frank Vatrano scored for the New York Rangers uh, today um, in the third period uh, to, to make it five two. so happy for Frank. Uh, <laughs> Struggled to get into the lineup uh, this year, but found but found a top six role with the New York Rangers, and is in a better better position than than he was than he was with the Florida Panthers, and happy for him. So that's a that's another uh, that's a positive for a former uh, Florida Panther. So, question: mm-hmm. Who starts for Washington on Saturday?
1: I think they go back to check okay uh, the, the reason being is that like I said I think he let in two goals or he was responsible for two of the goals and that the team did not play well around him and they got out of their structure or their um what what's the word I'm looking for here um the uh, sorry I'm blanking here <laughs> yeah they're, they're basically their their uh their structure uh, of basically being able to tamper down the panthers uh, transition play. And, uh you know I think they'll go back to him but on the other hand you really can't say enough about how Samson off actually played in the third period when they got blitzed 17 to three in shots and didn't let one in and he looked pretty solid uh making all those saves but if I was laviolette um to keep the composure of the team and everything I would go back to my original starting goalie
0: mm-hmm. and also also like we said the switching of the goalies here here and there that's not something that you want to that you want to do but I think regardless Nick, Mm-hmm. I think this is what the Panthers are are doing, regardless of who's in net. They're doing this. They're, they're, and for the people who listen, who are listening on the podcast, I was just licking my fingers, like licking their, licking their chops. The Florida Panthers are licking their chops uh, heading into heading into game three and just that's Florida Panthers hockey. The one, the president's trophy winning Florida Panthers. And we recognized this team tonight and, which was a which was a team that we didn't recognize in Game One. Once again, uh, first period jitters for the Florida Panthers showed a little bit in that first period, but then they found a way. But Nick, uh-huh. it's tied at one. I think the Florida Panthers got them where they want them.
1: I do too. I um, I think Washington had them where they wanted them after the first game, but uh, they didn't expect a response like this in the second game. And now the pressure's on them uh, to go back home and hopefully win a game or two. Um, I honestly think Florida's going to win the next two. Um, you know, oh, Washington, okay. and I, and the reason why I make this prediction is that Washington was not a good home team during the season. They were actually a road team. So to me, um, what kind of calmed me down after the first game was they're actually one of the best road teams in the NHL. Now, when they go back home, they're not, they don't play that well. Um, Obviously playoff hockey is a different atmosphere. They're going to have a lot of fans there. That's going to be loud and everything. But I think Florida has figured some things out uh, on the road. And I also think that they may have found something out of this second game that they can utilize going forward. And I'm hoping that through Saturday and Monday that, you know, coming back home, they'll have a three, one lead. And hopefully by Wednesday, maybe Friday, maybe Friday, uh, we can be talking about hopefully a second round matchup against uh, I don't know, maybe the Tampa Bay Lightning or the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: We'll see. Mm-hmm. And that's another series. We could talk a little bit about that quickly. All the confidence <laughs> from the Maple Leaf fans was right here. the and then all, all of it probably that pulse of that fan base right now after losing home ice advantage compared Mm -hmm. to where it was here after the drought that they've had and tampa bay going of course we're not rooting for the lightning on it but honestly i'd rather beat the lightning uh face to face and and just kind of laugh at toronto not 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 gonna lie it's a perfect storm (laughs) laugh at toronto and then face off against uh tampa bay and 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 for the Panthers to beat them and advance to the Eastern Conference final hopefully. So all the hope right here only for it to come come crashing in in game 2. So all 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 probably not good vibes in Toronto.
1: No. Um and I kind of tweeted out after the first game that I felt like Toronto is setting their fans up again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they dominated the first game and we you know, Toronto I mean Tampa Bay didn't look like how they were supposed to, but guess what? Second game, they looked exactly how we thought they were going to look. Mm-hmm. So look out, buckle up. Did that honestly I think after that first game it, it, it might be only a six game series. Might not be seven.
0: Maybe, just maybe. So that we'll definitely be chatting more about that and and more uh, throughout the week. Florida Panther fans, enjoy this one, but let's move on to Game Three. The Florida Panthers already have, and they're looking to take one back. Nick is predicting two. I'm gonna say one that they get on the road, and then they'll, and then they'll be right back here, probably a series tied two-two for Game Five at FLA Live Arena. They're guaranteed another home game here. That's the beauty of it. the The fans have showed out. I know you weren't in the arena for either one of the games, but being in the arena, Nick, the the vibes immaculate for this Florida Panthers team and,
1: and the guy who coined that term played immaculate tonight. And I'm very happy for that young gentleman. So um, definitely going to take this in for the next couple of days and then get ready for the matinee on uh, Saturday. And uh, hopefully, like I said, prediction uh, will be coming out with a 2-1 lead after Saturday and then hopefully after Monday 3-1, but um, let's chill. We got this. As you said, we're good.
0: Yep. Uh, the the vibes are good here for, for Panther Parkway and Locked On Panthers. But Nick, thank you once again for joining this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Once again, tell the people where they can find you online.
1: Anytime, Armando. And thank you again. Uh, fans, you guys can find me at Prudentia Zero uh, on Twitter and also at um, PantherParkway.com. So once again, Armando, thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you so much, Nick. Thank you and thank you everyone for listening uh, on, on YouTube, whether it's the podcast and more importantly, uh, thank you for everyone who came down to Section 101 to uh, meet up with me, Me, the, the people who follow on the on the Twitter and on the podcast. We're going to try to be doing these uh, intermission meetups with fans in between games. So uh, follow the follow the Locked On Panthers Twitter page and we'll be announcing for each home game, at least the ones that I attend any of these meetups. So thank you, thank you everyone who who listening out there. But thank you once again, Nick, and uh, see you next Friday.
1: See you next Friday. Hopefully we'll be discussing, hopefully a possible clincher for Friday. So I'm hoping.
0: Absolutely, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and join the cross-check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, because we'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Stu Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy team. Follow Locked Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sam so Armando Vales with Nick Fairbanks, and you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.